about to enter a world like no other. The music, not our regular playlist. Commercials, they don't exist here. Our hosts, well, it's Brent. You know him. You're listening to the Saturday Show with Brent. Brought to you by Jim Beam Bourbon on Indy 88. That's right, Jim Beam gave us money, so we say their name on this show. It is a Saturday show where from right now till 1 a.m., I pick every single song on the radio station. Stuff that makes you go, can he play that? And I haven't heard that in a while. And also, I don't know if I like this. It's all over the place. It's a fantastic show. Yes, I'm tooting my own horn because I really like what we put together here. It's a great little radio program, if you ask me. Kicking off the show with maybe the wackest song that we can start it off with it's cardi b it's a saturday show <laughs> yippee, yippee, yippee. What's, the, what's, the, what's the title of this thing no title again i'm daddy lonely be a little money is it rolling bob Ooh, that one resonated nicely. Scarborough Dude here. Dixon James Podcast number 854. Holy shit. I'm at, um, I'm in Scarborough. At a place I don't think I've ever podcast from before. It is a gold station parking lot. The Eglinton gold station parking lot. But the other one. I, uh, I was... Going to take the 315 Go Train downtown. Hang on, this is a bit loud. There we go. And um, so, drove plenty, gave myself plenty of time, drove to the um, parking lot, and it's blocked off. Whoa, hey, whoa. What am I going to do now? And of course, I know there's one on the other side of uh, um, Eglinton, but man, it's a drive to get there. So, uh, yeah, both entrances, and I thought, and this, I was already anxious and stressed. I'm going to meet John, Lisa, and Connie, and we're going to meet at the Say What um, patio, this new patio they've opened. Turns out it's not on Front Street, where the entrance to Say What is, and where you'd go if you wanted to use a washroom, but uh, this was a patio entrance on Esplanade. Anyway, I don't know any of that until I get there. I'm just anxious. This is the first gathering at a bar downtown with friends. Now, we chose a place, a patio. It's almost empty. Uh, John was the first customer. We had lots of space. Great waiter. Um, it turned out fine. That's the short of it. If you want to skip ahead, where's this guy going to? Uh, end result, Great. Nice time, good gathering. Took me quite a while to loosen up. Um, I did get a spot to park and had plenty of time. Figured out how to use the you know Metro Pass machine or whatever it was I had to do to get my ticket. There's a lady sitting in the ticket booth, and I tell her I want to go uh, downtown uh, seniors return. She just points. Hey, you have to use the machine. Like she's sitting there. She's paid. She's a go employee. She points me to the machine. No, you have to get you have to get your ticket from the machine. And there's a lot of people there anyway. Yeah, I was I was just stressed, 
and it really took me quite a while to unwind. Uh, the place is not cheap, and I, these days I'm more and more aware now that I don't have any income coming in other than pension plan and a little bit of uh, whatever I paid into, uh, and old age pension. Not much. And my wife is concerned about our future and our, our finances, and so I'm, I'm not going to go out and blow a whole lot of money. Well, turns out it wasn't. It cost me $20 for two beer, tax and tip included, uh, which was just fine. Threw, threw the guy off completely by paying cash, too. All right, we're done here. Thank you. But the others ate, and the bills were expensive. And for me, these days, that's just a stress level right there. Things look good on the menu, fish and chips, boy, lamb burgers. But I, I just would not feel right spending our money for me. That That's as simple as that. So, um, but that was fine. Didn't, didn't spoil anything. I had two beer. I liked them both. And, uh, came home with Lisa on the train and it just was a good gathering. And I guess it sort of, I don't know if you'd say it broke the ice, but it was a loosening, you know, of the feeling that we can't meet, we can't do these things. Okay. Well, yeah, you can, we are all, of course, all of us double-vaxxed. But still, you know, it, it was just strange to start with. Ended up on a good note. I'm glad I did it. Now, one more invitation to a party. Oh, boy. I sort of feel I should, because otherwise I could become a recluse. I think I could easily be comfortable not seeing people, having my interactions through social media, Facebook, Twitter, uh, and all the others, you know, that just, you know, eh, that's enough. And that's probably not good. It's probably getting back to... Lisa was aware that I was a little different than I normally am. And uh, I did explain, number one, I don't want to spend all this money. But number two, I feel or felt a disconnect between old Ken, who would go out and, and hold court in the only cafe... And the present can. And a lot of it is to do with my handicap, with the fact that, well, walking, it's a little trickier. I, I mean, I can manage it just slow. You know, if I see 19 seconds left across the street, I'm not going to start because I can't be hurrying. I can't go fast. And the stairs in the station, you know, all right, it's going to be one step at a time. And, you know, so you're aware of that. And I think... In the back of my mind or somewhere, there's a sense I am not the person I was because of this. Like, I always, you know, hey, I mean, I've had back issues and things and wear a brace for my foot. But now it's reached a point, no, I am I am handicapped. There was, a, there was an elevator in Union Station to get to our platform. And there were people with bikes and there were people with baby carriages. And then there were just a lot of people just, oh, an elevator, I'm getting on. And an employee came up and shouted very loudly, Folks, there's stairs over there. If you just go down the hall a bit, there are stairs you can take. And then tapped me on the shoulder, laughingly, and said, I was just trying to steer some of them towards the stairs. You can take the elevator. And it was a very nice gesture on his, gesture, gesture on his part. It was very nice of him to do that, to try and make it easier, because there was a lineup getting on the one elevator that was handy. Turned out, I said, well, look, thanks very much. I appreciate that. And then I went and took the stairs. And tap, tap, 
fucked up, you know. No, it was louder than that, <laughs> one at a time. But anyway, got home all right. Everything was fine. I'm just trying to explain what's going on mentally. COVID has impacted me. My physical disability has impacted me. And I really felt there was a kin of the past who doesn't exist anymore. That was the can of the only. I was I was in my prime. Yeah, I'm going to have another beer. Yeah, I'm going to step outside and have a toke. I brought a joint with me. In fact, I'd even thought maybe on the way home I'll have something. But Lisa said, no, I'll take the train with you as far as uh, Danforth. So I didn't do that. And then I was going to go right home. And then I thought, well, no, at least talk to the people from the parking lot before you get home. And unwind, unpack some of this. There really was a disconnect, old Ken, present Ken. And it makes me feel a little funny about that. Will I ever get old Ken back? Or is this just all in my mind and it's all part of the freakishness of having had COVID and being cut off from people and your patterns are changed? Um, Yeah, I think I've probably, tonight was probably a step towards working through that. And tonight was probably a reconnecting. I'm talking about the disconnect, but in fact, it might have been the first step towards reconnecting who I was, who I want to be, who I'm comfortable with, with who I am. Um, It it ended up, we had a very serious conversation about the state of the world. Uh, Four intelligent people. You got your John Meadows, your Connie Crosby, and your Lisa, the lovely Lisa. I don't use her last name. She's very private. And... um, that was good. Oh, I see Connie just posted on John's post. Anyway, uh, so I guess I don't know if that makes sense, any of that. It was a start. I'm just glad that I we, we I took that step. It's like a checklist. Okay, this is what you got to do first. You got to get out to a safe place. Outdoor patio would be best. You got to do with friends you trust, friends who have already vaccinated, so you don't have to wear your mask while you're sitting there drinking. And then uh, find your way there and back. So it's not too difficult, and it certainly wasn't. I parked my car in the go parking lot on the other side, which is just fine. Just fine. It takes me an extra two minutes to get here, that's all. And uh, I know the routine for using the go train. So Scarborough Dude's fine. I'm fine. All right. Thank you for asking. Signing off. Bye for now. That, uh, that is the sound. <laughs> uh, well, it's a sound from my campsite. Uh, somebody backing in. I don't know how the fuck that guy's going to do it. He's got a, a big pickup truck and a huge fucking trailer. A puba. And, uh, yeah. I'm in Turkey Point. Turkey Point Provincial Park. First time here and probably the last time. <laughs> It, uh, gosh, took me about two and a half hours to get here. Said two on the map, but, you know, you're driving the 401 three-lane highway. It only takes one car to break down and block an entire lane to create a bottleneck. And that's what happened. It was just incredible. And the guy was still sitting there when we drove by, and then suddenly everything speeds up. Oh, we got three lanes again. Just amazing. Uh, Anyway, it is uh, August 2nd. It is uh, Emancipation Day in British Columbia, if you happen to be there. It's a civic holiday here in Ontario. And for whatever reason, 
Uh, I was able to get an opening uh, tonight and tomorrow night here at Turkey Point Provincial Park on Lake Erie. Now, <laughs> to get to the beach to actually see Lake Erie, you have to leave the park, drive down, you know, another highway and get there. And once you're set up with the road trek, yeah, you know, I mean, it's easy enough to unplug. I could do it tomorrow. But uh, usually I save that for the uh, the day I'm leaving. All right, I'll go to the beach once I check out of the campsite. And uh, so that's what will happen. I think I'm just going to stay put. Now, the reason I'm laughing so much is they always rate the campsites in terms of privacy. Good, bad, average. I, mean, I don't think they ever say bad. Poor. Yeah, they say poor, average, you know. Uh, I didn't think this was rated poor. But uh, if it wasn't, it certainly should be. It's at an intersection. Like, I'm looking at three roads. Uh, and uh, you can hear, you know, somebody backing up. Uh, there are big trailers all around me. I'm, of course, I'm in the electrical hookup site. Now, I'm quite happy with it. I'm fine. Hey, I got here. I claimed it, you know. I haven't pissed on the trees yet. Well, that's the other thing. There's not a, not a spot you can find that's not exposed to some other campsite or campers to just have a leak, you know. Maybe when it's dark, it'll be fine. But uh, right now, with the bright sunshine, there's nowhere I can go to sort of just discreetly, you know, pull out the old becker and uh, have a piss. So, yeah. Uh, But I'm still, I'm just happy. I'm happy to be camping. I'm happy I can do this. I feel a weight has lifted. This is maybe my third trip post, you know, during COVID time. I guess we're in post-COVID now, or sort of. Um, But my confidence is back. Yeah, hey, of course I can do this. And uh, I'll be doing this for quite a while. And that's a very good feeling. I needed that. I was out um, on Saturday meeting up with the lovely Lisa, Connie, and John, the photographer. And... Sorry, finished off my Grolsch premium pilsner. I bought these cans because I had just um, transcribed a letter um, when Elko and I were in uh, Prague and drinking really nice pilsner. And so when I saw the cans, and of course mostly the price, two fifteen for a large can, you can't beat that. Ontario beers at least a dollar more. Uh, although I bought several of those. Anyway, sidetrack, sorry. I'm here at Turkey Point Provincial Park, as stated previously. Um, happy. Uh, I started, I, boy, I got on the highway, and it was a lousy drive here. Like, it's 401 all the way. And then when you get off that, you are just, you need your phone to tell you, all right, you know, on the highway one, no, down, you know, this road here, and uh, you're just going this way and that for three kilometers, four kilometers, turn again. Uh, but that's fine. It was nice, and it was countryside. It's all farmland. It's all flat ground. Uh, quite beautiful. As I say, it's a perfect day. Perfect, perfect camping weather. Um, so, as I'm driving... I'm sorry. Not. Um, I started um, shouting. Just shouting. You know, And the, to me, that's the release that you need. Yes, inhibitions have gone. I'm feeling good. I left with Naoko's blessing. You know, have a great time. Uh, and she fully understood that, you know, I need to do this to prove, hey, I'm, I'm still a man. I can still function. Uh, and by that, I mean, you know, I've let this walk thing, this balance issue get me down. And uh, as you've been hearing, 
and this is this is something I knew from when I bought the road trek. Hey, you get a machine like that, you're not limited. You can go anywhere. You're not going to be hiking. You're not going to be climbing. You're not going to be traipsing through Europe. Uh, but uh, you sure as hell can visit anywhere you want in North America. So uh, there we go. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on. Moving on to what? What? Oh, I just finished. Oh, yeah, I was uh, thinking about the the joy of having a microwave, and I know it sounds so funny, camping the microwave. What? But that's just part of the standard equipment of a road trek. Uh, yesterday, when I went food shopping at Metro, Metro is so much more expensive than uh, Price Chopper and uh, No Frills. Um, but anyway, it was a treat just for a change. And I got a whole chicken, a whole chicken for $9. Now, I should have brought the whole chicken with me, but I, I felt a little guilty, and I left half for the family and took the other half and uh, put it in the fridge, chopped it up this morning. I, w- I was awake at 4 in the morning thinking, okay, what do you have to do tomorrow? And one of the things was, well, well, chop up the chicken and, you know, get rid of the big bones and so on, and then just pack it neatly in a little plastic container, of which we have plenty in the house. And that's exactly what I did. Left half of the family, half for me. And uh, I didn't uh, have much in the way of breakfast, so I'm hungry. What do you do? You take a nice chicken wing with still a lot of meat attached to it. You stick that in the microwave for a minute and a half, and you've got yourself a real nice treat. And, uh, you know, here I am. At, I, I moved the bench over by the fire. I've got the wood out. I've, I've, I've really, I've upped my uh, style quite a bit. I actually now have a uh, tarp in place of a fancy tablecloth. I've actually put a blue tarp over the top of the picnic table. So it's, it just looks nicer and it's nicer to put things on. And I put... Um, a, a blue or a black mat outside the door, and I'm going to take my shoes off when I go in. Like this is, I I, cha- I, I don't know if I even mentioned it on the podcast. Um, you still with me? I hope so. It's all important, you know, to me. Um, I cleaned the road trek uh, after my last trip. It was really filthy, and took out the carpets. Yeah, I told you that stuff. Put a new black carpet and. And organized things, got rid of junk, and I'm so happy I did that. And now it's, wow, I got a place to put my shoes, my you know, my brace, the extra water for drinking. Uh, everything is just organized and in its place, and that that's the joy of camping. You you fix it up, you become you're contained, but you've got some I don't know they're they're not rules, but rituals you have. Just ways of doing things that make it easier. You know, and each time you just learn something new. Oh, okay, we will try that this time. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good idea. And you feel great about that. You know, it's wonderful. So that's the stage I'm at now. My God, I'm looking at a huge fucking trailer coming towards me. I don't know. You know, like, I don't know why anybody needs a trailer that fucking big. It's the size of a goddamn cottage. They're fucking huge, and you got to have a huge fucking truck to pull those cocksuckers. God damn. Huge. It's a fusion chrome. Like, there's two fucking doors on the sides. Two fucking doors. No doubt that pop-outs and everything else. Holy fuck, two separate awnings. 
God damn, you can have your grandmother in there, you know, not see her for a week. Exaggeration, but you know what I mean. Anyway, I'm just, just, I'm feeling happy. I'm feeling happy. When I was driving, back to that story, I, oh my God, I forget what I, I just had, I think it was three or four words, it was just a phrase, living in the now, living in the now. I repeated that a minimum of 100 times in a different way each single time. (coughs) Emphasis on different words, uh, different volume, shouting, rising, lowering my voice. Uh, just played with it. it. It was it was pure theater, and it was so much fun. And it was that phrase, "living in the now." And you know, I was imagining you listening to it if I had been recording. And some of you might have thought, "No, oh, what the fuck? When is this going to end?" But in fact, it was really good. <laughs> Uh, it, it was it was fun. It was just it was it was pure joy, and that that was the perfect phrase. Living in the now, I've been trying to close off my book. I finished the book. I told you, I'm on the last page. It's called Closing Thoughts, and I've started three, four, five times, and I just don't quite know where to go with it. I have mixed feelings, and the one feeling is, you know, man, I exposed myself. Like there there was a period when I was just. So fucking horny and just chasing after anything. Uh, that was one part. And and with some, you know, holy Christ, you know, should I be embarrassed? Should I really be sharing this? But it was living in the now. It was, okay, hey, sorry, that's where you're, I was at then. I was lonely. It was, I'd been in Nigeria a year and a half. I had adapted to the culture. And I was full-blown drunkard. And, hey... That's the way it was. That's how I lived and, and lived and survived and had a damn good time. So the other part of me is, well, I'm proud of it. So what? You know? Oh, now here's a, a, a smaller version, an Escape 50. Smaller truck, nice Silverado. Very, this is brand new. I haven't shapes like at all fiber guts, all rounded. Very nice. Very nice indeed. So, uh,. Anyway, this guy is just parked in the roadway. I mean, nobody can get back or forth one way or another. I don't know where he's going by that. Doesn't matter to me. I got you, you got me. Um, yeah, so I'm going to venture on. I'm going to get my cane. I'm going to go and I uh, see it looks like a washroom. Not far, not far away. Um, I've got my wood out, as I mentioned. I haven't made the bed yet. I just, you know, I, you know one step at a time. I've, 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 I washed things, pillowcases, towels, and everything. So I, I'm all set. Uh, just to take my time, relax, have another drink. I'll probably have a, a cookie or a toke or something a little later. You know, I'm just here. And hey, I just want to check in. Check in, checking in. Chicken in the oven, checking in, checking in. Living in the now, 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 living in the now. Like that, those would have been the rejects. 
of my performance of Living in the Now. Those, those what you just heard were this re- rehearsal backstage, clearing his throat. You know, that, that wasn't part of the performance. Oh, no, let me tell you. <laughs> that was a class A performance. You didn't hear because I didn't record, and I didn't record for a very good reason. I was driving my truck down that highway. All right, Scabber Dude, getting happy, feeling happy. Hope you are too. Whatever the fuck it is you're doing in your life, make sure you're doing the right thing. Make sure you find your place, find yourself in the place you wanted to be or you want to be. And if you're not, fucking pick yourself up by your drawers and uh, move on to the next spot. Could be sitting in a swing seat somewhere. Could be sitting in your backyard. Could be lying in bed. Could be out for a walk with your dog. You could be anywhere the fuck you need to be just to still be alive. All right. We're wandering. Oh, yeah. Scarborough Dude signing off. Bye for now. A-ding-a-ling-a-ling. Check, check, check. I'll have to keep uh, talking close to the mic because I can hear my neighbors across the road in the... uh, couple of guys with trucks comparing notes, talking about getting their rockers replaced. <sighs> I said this was, like, one of the worst spots. It's certainly the most open I've ever been at. Like, in all directions, I'm seeing vehicles and campsites. Uh, and I'm sort of... I guess I'm at a corner. But it's okay. I mean, I, I, it's... Gorgeous day, the sun's coming down. It's about four thirty. I arrived around two um no, two thirty, I guess. Left at eleven fifteen, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> only been here, you know, less than three hours. And um I've already I've got my fire laid out. You know, put some sticks, some... Yeah, you built it. You know, you build your fire. I always start off with an egg curtain in the bottom. A few sticks, some newspaper, twigs and stuff. So, fire laid out, ready to go. Box of wood right beside it. Um, <clears throat> I went to get the chair that I always camp with. My uh, special one with a little table on the side. And it's not in the vehicle. Uh-oh. Well, I'll get the other one. Ooh. It's not in the vehicle. Two, the two chairs I always use, I assume, are in the garage. Maybe the folding chair with the table is in my car, because when I go to Bluffers Park, I like to have it with me. And the other one, I think I was figuring, oh, I don't need three chairs. Well, thank God there was a third chair, because that's the one I'm sitting in now. And it turns out to be the most comfortable, and it is the road trek chair. The chair they gave us when we uh, took that course just before the company went bankrupt. Talk about good timing, good luck. Signed up for the last course they gave on road trip, sort of ownership club type thing, uh, seminar. It was great. About a week at the road track, they go over your personal vehicle, you're assigned your own mechanic. And, you know, I've talked about all that shit. Um, but, you know, here it is, a bonus. Well, I'll give you a chair, too. How about that? And uh, the new hats, the works. So that's pretty wonderful. Anyway, that's the chair I'm in now. I only started because I wanted to share with you my uh, second beer. We started off with the Grolsch. That was the previous clip. And I'm now drinking 
a White Rotter Brewing Company, Dawn Patrol. Dawn Patrol, D-A-W-N, of course. It is a tangerine blonde ale. I'm so glad I tried it. It says it's fresh and juicy. And it is. It's Ottawa Valley. Um, and it is better than I expected it to be. Ingredients. Water, malted barley, hops, sugars, and then in brackets, tangerine puree and yeast. So let's read what they say about it, right? The description. Out at first light, before the sun rises, is the golden hour paddlers and surfers alike call dawn patrol. With color reminiscent of a breathtaking summer sunrise and a taste that teases your taste buds with punchy tangerine, dawn patrol delivers everything you need to beat the heat of summer. And it's a gorgeous orange color, pictures of paddlers and surfers on the water. It's very, very nicely done. Good marketing. And um, it's really nice. It's uh, it, I mean, you definitely taste the tangerine. But it doesn't, um, like it's not too sweet. It's just, they've done it quite nicely. I'm surprised. First time I've seen it. Ottawa Valley. Um, anyway... So that is the beer. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm, you know, you arrive at a spot like this and you just start to feel good. You, you've, you've let go of something. You've loosened up somehow. And I'm, I'm telling you, that's for you people who don't have the opportunity to take a little break on holiday, whatever it is that makes you feel better. Uh, try, because we got to unload a lot of the stress we carry around. So I saw. Two kids going guy, and one was, one kid, yeah, I guess, I'm guessing 14, maybe 13, I don't know, tall and lanky, you know, that when you just have that growth spout, a sprout, and, um, but you don't have the muscles or anything to go with it, you just look tall and lanky, I mean, I went through that, and he was walking with a super long, must have been at least a six foot long stick, with a point you could see, and, uh, that, that had been burned, and I couldn't resist it. He was going by. And I thought, you know, here's a kid with a stick and his little younger sister with him. And I had to make contact. Because, you know, they're on their own. They're looking at a map. They're not wondering what road to take. And I just called out, that's a that's a great stick you got there. And caught him off guard. He had to turn to see who was calling him. And he said, yeah, I found it in the woods. Like, he was really excited. I was, oh, yeah. And I just back him up, you know, yeah, keep that one. And it was a nice little exchange instead of just the silence of, you know, somebody walking by and no interaction with the humans around. And then, <laughs> behind me, I, I like facing me, I'm, I'm looking at three pickup trucks, quite noisy ones, uh, and families gathering, lots of families, you know, parents and grandparents and everything else, kids. But behind me, there's a, a couple with two cats on leashes. And so I made contact with them, too. And I just called out, uh, how do they like camping? So, oh, this this one's all right. The other one, uh, you know, they get freaked out by that diesel pickup truck, you know. And, uh, and we just had a little exchange, a conversation about cats. Ending with, uh, you know, me saying they sure know how to control us, don't they? And him laughing and it was just pleasant and there was another little connection a little bond you know and here's me saying no I like my I could be alone but I, I do like it 
Um, but I will engage with people because it's important to make, make people feel comfortable. We're, li- we're living, I think, in more and more fear and distance and anxiety and... Maybe that's not true for everybody, but it seems to be, in my experience, in the city of Toronto, the distances are growing greater between neighbors and strangers. And and so these little exchanges, like I always make in the supermarket or, you know, with the cashier, and not I'm not an old man nattering around because I'm lonely and want someone to talk to. I want to, I want to make people feel comfortable. I want, I want, it, I want there to be pleasant exchanges. That's all. So, that's my report. I'll get back to my beer now, if you don't mind. I got a little variety this time. Last time, remember, I was just buying the cheap European beer. That was a mistake. Now I want something I can actually taste, so... And I've got um, a big bag. I'm really glad I picked this one up yesterday. Sweet and salty kettle corn flavor, 100% whole grain popcorn. Uh, your, um, I was going to say Colonel Red, Red, Colonel Redenbacher, you know who it is, Orville Redenbacher. It's not the Colonel. Not to be confused with Colonel Sanders. Very, very tasty. And then they had sales. I normally stay away from all dressed, but this was Old Dutch Ridges. All dressed flavor, and uh, it's quite good. They have a nice picture on the on the cover, on the bag, showing a tomato, I guess, shallots and garlic, and um, yeah, very nice, nice texture, nice chip. So there you go. That's my uh, that's my weather report. Sun is out. It's high in the sky. Be out for a long time yet, and. Um, I, I'm I'm sitting here in great satisfaction. I've made, I made the fire. I went in to make the bed, and I looked at it, and I thought, oh, you know, okay. Once you've made it up, you sort of you've blocked off the back of the, uh, the you know the van. You just gotta lie down, and and then I I looked at it, and I thought, you know, if I put the whole seat back all the way, which I did. And it comes up to the sofas. But instead of putting in the table on the middle two cushions to make one big square rectangular bed, leave the middle section open. I don't really need it. And sleep diagonally. And sure enough, it's it's just right. My bum is on the the flat part, you know, the back sofa that goes flat. There's plenty of room for that. And then my legs just reach across a little open space and are on the other uh, bench. And I've got that whole intersection open. So I'm going to try it tonight for the first time. And, it, it, you know, I tested it, and it seems, hey, you know, wow, this is great. And without having to make the bed and having that feeling of extra room and, you know, place to put things, uh, easier getting in and out of. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. One more little bit of fine-tuning you can make when you're traveling solo. I talk um, with Naoko about traveling, and I know it would be a huge adjustment for her. I think for her, ideally, if if I camp someplace close, and she could come and visit like she did when I was at uh, Mossport for the races and forgot my meds, and she had to deliver them. Um, if it was a place that she could, you know, if he didn't have to put up with my loud snoring, you know, 
six inches away. Uh, that would be easier, but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that unfolds. Lots of thoughts about that, lots of reflections, and that, again, that's a, the pleasure of uh, traveling alone, is, is you get reflection time. All right, signing off. Bye for now. Bing, bing, bing. Good morning. I'm uh, sitting where I was sitting, what? Eleven hours ago, eight hours ago, ten hours ago, I don't know. Last night, um, by the fire. I mean, <laughs> it's just incredible, this spot. I mean, there's three fucking doors to get in. It's just amazing. So the, th- there's no place I could sit where I'm not visible from anybody walking from any direction. <laughs> it is odd. But, uh, ah, it was beautiful last night, but it got dark and I got the fire going. I had just a perfect fire. I told you I bought that, um wood that had been treated and uh, paid $10 for the bag, but I only used one log last night. That's all I needed. And in the end, I wanted a coal fire. I uh, got my grill out. This um, thing you can stick sausages or burgers or whatever you have on, and it it sort of folds over and and locks, so they're just not going to fall off this grill with a long handle. And you put that right on the grill that sits over the Ontario fire pit. Um, mine is very low into the ground, but uh, it ended, I had it rigged out perfectly, and I cooked two burgers and two sausages last night, and uh, ate one of each. Um, mm, the sausages were great. Just cut them up with a knife and fork, and you didn't need mustard or anything else. These were already quite flavored. And the burger, I didn't bother either. I didn't bother uh, looking for my mayonnaise and mustard. I just burger into a fresh hamburger bun and uh, chomped down. It was uh, crispy, but uh, well done. And, and, and put in a baked potato. Now, I, I put it right into the coals and left it too long. So it was just a, the husk was just a black shell, but inside the inner part of the potato, I guess, half of it, was still very, very uh, tasty. Just added some butter to that, and uh, before bed, finished off the baked potato. Yeah, just left it too long. And, uh, anyway, just a pleasant time sitting by the fire. I ate a little more of the cookies, and that really set me up. I guess when I recorded earlier, I hadn't got into the cookie yet. These are the ones I've been talking about that I bought on the res- on the reserve, and uh, by God, they do the trick. I was just eating crumbs, but it added up to a pretty nice high. And then I uh, I phoned. I just got I got thinking of crazy old times and decided to phone Barnacle Bill. And he was out the first time, and then uh, he called me back. Just when I was heading into the uh, road trek and lying down, so God, I talked. It seemed hours, but uh, I'm sure it was at least 15 minutes with him. 
uh, just, you know, a little laughter and a little bit of reviewing old times and catching up and so on. I'm looking for yesterday's call. Oh, incoming, so I don't know how long it was, uh, how long it was, but anyway. Excuse me. Um, yeah, sharing a lot about things that we did together in our in the book and how lucky we were to. I'm realizing again as I write these letters or I rewrite and put them in the book. It was really about the gang of friends, this support network, this this tribe that made it what was so special to be part of that group. We formed ourselves, and, and that's something we talked about. How at one point we were this notorious West End gang, and I know that sounds uh, silly, but uh, we were known as the group who, if there's a party going, we're going to be the partiers. And uh, that was me and Bruce and Glenn and Deb and oh, who else was in there? And when John, our friend, our larger-than-life friend John, would have these parties, he wanted us there because uh, we would be sure to liven things up and get the drunkest, I guess. But again, you know, we were drunks, good-natured drunks, fun drunks, laughing drunks. No violence, no pushing, no shoving, no aggression, none of that. That so often goes with drinkers. No, we're the opposite. Often, I guess, combined with getting horny, too, I suppose. Maybe that mellowed it out. I don't know. Anyway, reliving some of that with him. That was how I spent part of my evening. And then my two books that uh, I'm enjoying so much and so glad I brought with me. The Unknown Henry Miller, number one. And uh, Isaac Asimov's Forward of the Foundation, the breathtaking conclusion to the greatest science fiction epic of all time. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I would read the other Foundation series, and then just at the end I found, I don't care what happens to these people. And then, uh, then I moved on to uh, nonfiction. And now I've gone back, and, uh, gosh, it's written so well um, that I'm, I'm into it, into the whole idea of psychohistory. If uh, you've read Foundation series and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The Foundation series has enthralled readers for more than 40 years. And this work is a dramatic climax. Here from a grandmaster of science fiction is the long-awaited final novel of the greatest science fiction series ever told. Hmm. Completed just before his death, Forward the Foundation is the crowning achievement of a great writer's life, a stirring testament to the creative genius of Isaac Asimov. Wow. That, and the Miller book, oh my God, the Miller book. Um, I, I, I'm, I, I've lost almost patience. I've lost patience. How could you lose patience? with a dead writer, but with Jack Kerouac. And um, 
you know, I, I just think he owes so much to Miller, and yet, I mean, they never met. This is the famous story of the planned meeting that Lawrence Ferlinghetti had arranged at Miller's cabin in Big Sur, Kerouac. Just got too drunk in San Francisco and uh, never made the meeting. Kept calling Henry and delaying things. And he was an old Henry was an old man by then. And yeah, it should have. Kerouac should have gone down and, and got down on his knees before the master. But uh, anyway, Miller believed that only the individual could be saved from the fate that awaited mass man, a fate that he likened to a living death in which people mechanically lived their lives in obedience to ignorance, to ignorant and inhuman taboos. Social movements, political revolutions, only produced more of the same. For Miller, the way to individuation was through art. And it was the role of the artist to point the way for others by being an example of how to escape the prevailing system and achieve personal freedom. Miller's descent to a life without hope, a life without past or future, on the streets of Paris, was a demonstration of how far he was willing to go in order to be free. Others could follow if they dared and find their own Paris, but they would have to own the whore that she was. So, gives you a little bit of... of uh, a passage that says why I respect this man so much. So, I'll read a little bit of that uh, today. It's, not, it's shaping up to be another absolutely gorgeous day. It's um, it, This campsite is probably the quietest I've ever been to. It's just 8.30 now, and I don't see anybody. I hear the birds, and uh, I think all these people are just so cozily asleep in their trailers. They were in bed early last night. Everybody was shut down by 10 o'clock. That was sometime after 11, but anyway, I'm going to close up now and uh, get back to you in a little while. i got to make a pot of coffee now. Scarborough Dude's signing out from Turkey. Yeah, the ding-dong bell is about uh, 14 feet away, so I'm not going to get up and ring it. God, I don't even know if I'm going to talk now. Now that I'm uh, trying to form words into sentences at that, it's a lot harder task than I anticipated. So much easier when you're just thinking thinking the words, but you don't actually have to go to the crude stage of mouthing them. The future will be reading each other's thoughts, and we'll communicate Whew, a lot better. But boy, there's some there's some scary minds on this planet that I wouldn't want to go into or see from the inside or 
how do you filter the communications? How do you block people? How do you, oh my God, it's a, a frightening prospect thinking into the future of, uh, you know, because we will evolve past the point of communicating through spoken words. Phew. Anyway, that's all we got now. This is a spoken word. <laughs> God damn it. I just, uh, I just had a very strange experience. I listened to myself on the vinyl countdown. Now I listen to everybody on the vinyl countdown, but on an episode that uh, Keith McNally just put out. Oh, God. I enjoyed it. Um, I remember very well that night. Well, the parts I remember, I remember very, very well. Um, at the Imperial Pub. And, of course, all the buzz, you know, we've heard they've sold it. They're going to put up condos, and uh, it's the end of an era. So Keith was uh, reminiscing about how, you know, that was the birth of the Vinyl Countdown, their podcast. That was was tied into, for about ten years, the uh, the Imperial Pub. And there's a history there. And uh, and then remembered he had one more podcast that had ever been heard. And I knew of this one. I knew there was something. And I thought, well, I don't know. I guess I didn't miss it. I guess just, you know, whatever. It's gone. And uh, it came. I downloaded it and listened today. And, uh, wow. I Joel and I were very, very drunk. Uh, in fact, I posted on the Twitter. Um, that's the... I have... That's the last time I got that drunk. So it's sort of a good, and, and that's fitting in a way, because I, getting really drunk is not something I do anymore. I, but I've done it plenty of times in my life. That was the last one, last time. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to break that record, thank you. Uh, but so, but so it was kind of fitting. It was, a, it was, a, it was a time gone by, and, and of course I nattered on like an old fool. Um, but there was that weird feeling of oh, I could have you know, almost like I'm I'm listening to it from from the point of already being dead, you know. Oh, there's that guy. See, I'm just being a little more distance from. I can look back at uh, what he said, but I'm I'm very proud. I'm proud of my role in the Canadian podcasting history. You know, uh, I'm, I'm very glad to be involved. In fact, I'm wearing the Bob T-shirt right now. I'm wearing this in honor of Bob on my camping trip. I take uh, like to take Bob along with me. And uh, anyway, so it's it's all uh, it's all sort of coalescing. It's gelling. It's uh, new thoughts are happening. It doesn't tell you much, does it? Anyway, it was a weird experience. I'm glad. I'm glad it came out. It, it's surreal, and of course, all of that because I've been eating the those cookie crumbs again. I put some in a little a caramel pudding. That was nice, and I've still got half of that left. So, uh, but right now I chose to no. You know, hey, you're sitting in the chair. You're going to be more comfortable lying down. Why don't you just go lie down for a while? I usually have an afternoon nap anyway. And I'm so delighted with the new bedding arrangement that I have. I don't put the center cushions in. I don't need it. I'm cheap. I'm sleepy dagnals. For one person, this is a perfect, perfect. Uh, you know, I don't know why I didn't think of it earlier. And a mat, a black rubber mat outside the door. Take your shoes off. 
You're just wearing these little, uh, you know, those clogaroo things. Um, and you just kick them off, climb in, and the place, the inside stays cleaner. And uh, it's just a little a ritual that's good. I even took a brush out, which I had handy, fortunately, and brushed all the dirt off uh, because we had a little bit of a sprinkling of rain today earlier. Uh, so anyway, I'm glad to be here still at Turkey Point and uh, just indulging in uh, reading the Henry Miller book. I can only read like a page or two at a time. It's pretty heavy going because you want to stop and think about Okay, what's she, what's she expressing about Henry Miller that I didn't know before or whatever? What are, what are my feelings about him? I have such strong feelings about him and how Jack Kerouac, I think his future would have been changed had he had he met Miller that night instead of getting drunk. But uh, that's just that's probably just me fantasizing because I like Miller and I have... Uh, God, I was going to say more. Yeah, I do have more respect for him than I do for Jack. That's almost heresy to say, you know, when you're on these Jack channels. But uh, that is, you know, I felt he would—he was the teacher. He was the real godfather of the beats. And, of course, others before him. He talks about D.H. Lawrence and uh, what's it in Walden? Thoreau, you know, so uh, there's there's others, but still, Miller's the one I can relate to and enjoy. Happy to have read his books, and uh, and then the Asimov one just moves along. Hey, it's fun, you know. Hey, yeah, okay, if it's gonna tell me a story, tell me a story, and that's what uh, Isaac Asimov could do. All right, I can, I can just shut the fuck up for a while. Eh? I was trying to share something special, but sometimes you uh, you just it's difficult to express yourself clearly. The uh, coke, I think, continues to kick in. You never quite know what you're getting. And uh, and then you're off on another planet. So I'll sign off now and uh, get myself in a good groove and just lie here for a while. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. I uh, just thought of the uh, perfect thing to follow the uh, vinyl countdown recording, and that is our friend Adam Greenfield. Because uh, Vince Van Gogh cut his ear off, and they're like, "Hey, we got to put a stop to this madness." I guess. I like all that um, stuff. Listening while I'm camping to him recording while camping. So, uh, it makes it special. I'm gonna listen to Adam now. Um, the Winnie Allen movie with Owen Wilson. What was that called? That was, uh, Midnight in Paris, where he travels back in time. And he meets, like, Hemingway. And he goes back a little further. And who does he meet? I can't remember. But everybody had, um, everybody had a different time that they looked to. And they're like, oh, if only it was in that time. You know, you can keep going back and back and back. And, you know, you never find the right optimal time to exist. <laughs> because basically your uh, preferences are based on the previous generation's doings. But I don't know, do we have that anymore? Is there anybody, like, is there anybody, do people still look to the 90s? That would be my teenage years, the 90s. Uh, um, you know, I mean, does anybody, 
Will anybody look back to the golden age of podcasting? You know, it's like, oh, I remember a time before everything got so corporate. I remember the days before Rogan went to Spotify. Ah, oh, so weird. Remember when Ricky Gervais was the pod father? Does anybody remember that when he had a podcast? Oh my god. Those were the days. Yeah. No, I just don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> yeah. Those days are past. Let the, let the kids fight over Twitch and uh, whatever else is out there to, to try to be somebody, do something. You know. It's like everyone's creating content. Content, content, content. It's so boring. Content is boring. This is content. Oh, content for my podcast. I gotta do content for my podcast. You know, my sponsors, my sponsors. Little ASMR. Yeah. Kitchen tingles. <laughs> oh man, everyone's a whore these days. Oh, so I'm, I'm doing the opposite. I'm just like chilling on my own. I'm gonna I'm gonna get up and, and do some things and you know have some snacks and stuff so alright brief little update um, I got my hammock set up attached it to my jeep and good morning hmm I'm uh, horizontal, still cozy, wrapped in my sleeping bag. Oh, it's such a nice way to sleep. I've got all the windows open here in the road track. Of course, they're screened. Um, and it's cool. It's cool during the night. It's amazing. And, of course, I sleep better when it's cool. Yeah. So, August 4th, God, time marches on August already. Oh, summer's gone. I'm going fast. Anyway, oh, looks like it's going to be another beautiful day out there. Got nothing much to say. Last night was a calm night. Ended up drinking water. And milk uh, in the course of the evening, no alcohol. I had um, taken a few of the cookie crumbs, put them in a little caramel pudding, and finished that off during the course of the day, but it didn't seem to have much effect on me during the evening. Even smoked a J, a thin one, didn't get any buzz, nothing left. No lift, nothing. Um, so might have been just numbed out or. It's not in the spirit of getting high. It was more contemplative. Had a wonderful fire again. And, uh, just sat quietly until my phone rang. I thought, oh my god, these marketing calls are never at night. You know, they're always fake numbers. This was some Ottawa number. 
and I ignored it. I was just a little shocked that I got my phone ringing out, sitting by the campfire. And then it rang again. And this time, I answered, and what I got were, God, three, sounded like a lot more. I don't know who else was there, but drunken people in Vancouver calling me up to disturb my peace, which they did successfully. Um, my cousin Dave is out there. Dave pops up in all the books. Well, all the books, all the many letters. Uh, he was my cousin. Came out to the West Coast in uh, 73, I guess, when I was uh, living with Deb. And just immediately made friends with everybody. And jokingly sort of became everybody's cousin Dave. And he's been known if, if by the Vancouver crowd anyway as Cousin Dave ever since and it's always an event when he shows up He's, he can be a wild guy and uh, so <laughs> he's now the official keeper of the rock he flew out to visit his son on Pender Island at a little uh Timeshare plan they they have there, and then of course into visit Glen and Barnacle Bill and Deb and Brent and Robin, all these characters who are in all my letters. It's it's funny, and then getting this call and it was just an absolutely insane call. They were all howl, howling drunk. Uh, for old times' sake, I think uh, Bruce was saying they spent a lot of time, just as he and I did, talking about the friends we've lost. Peter and Richard and John and Kent. People who were just, you know, as much a part of this group as any of us. And uh, they've died. They've moved on. They're gone. But their memories live on, and it's sort of nice. With each time there's a get together, we a story will come up, or we'll, we'll we'll give give them some honor, just in remembering them and the, the wonderful things about them, and why we we're so glad to have them as part of our tribe. Oh, my stomach's growling. What did I do for supper? Oh, I had one of these instant. It was very good. Uh, sort of a curry and rice. Some chicken in it. Anyway, something we put in the microwave. And it hit the spot. And then I got out the sausage and the burger that I cooked the night before and put them back over the coals, which was kind of stupid. They were already cooked. Microwave would have been better, actually. Anyway, I ate them both uh, unadorned, just sliced up the sausage, and then the hamburger. I was going to throw it out. I thought, I don't need this. It's just not even a great hamburger meat anyway. That's uh, And I thought, well, I can't throw it out. I'll take one taste. So I took a nibble and ended up eating the entire hamburger 
in a circle. Like I just kept taking bites around it until there was none left. It's kind of a crude scene. I did bake two potatoes this time as well. And only ate one of them and they came out just right. So I was able to eat the skin and everything. Uh, unlike the burned one the night before. And I've got a whack of dishes. I just kept pulling dishes out of the cupboard for everything I was preparing. <sighs> Sorry. Oh, it's kind of rude. But, oh God, it feels good just still lying here. I had to get up and uh, have a piss, but I'm, I'm not using the uh, toilet. Um, simply because I don't want to have to empty the black tank. Again, I mentioned the uh, macerator doesn't seem to be working. I haven't tracked down that problem yet. And you can still empty without it, but um, uh, it's, it's just a bother, especially in a busy campgrounds when there's a lineup of trailers. You don't want to be standing around that stench. Stench. Sorry, sometimes I do use the wrong words. Um, anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah, so I got a stack of dishes, and that's, you sort of think, what do you have to do today? I've got everything, you get, you get, and, and you can see it with every other camper, you get a system in place, and it's very organized. Like right now, the picnic table's under the tarp, or under the uh, awning, there's a sheet covering it, my chair is collapsed on the bench, Kane is leaning against the van. A little small table has been flattened and is lying on top of the tarp. Uh, everything is just in order in its place. It'll be very easy to pack up and know where things go. But the jobs to be done are quite simply wash all the dishes. And for that, I'm going to put on the, the water pump. I'm going to put on the heat pump for the water. <laughs> All that water waste goes into the gray tank, um, which is a different one from the uh, toilet waste. And, uh, you know, I don't use much, and I figured I saved all the washing, so it'll just be the remains of the water in, in the sink. I'll minimize the use and uh, do the dishes. Before that, I'll make the coffee, have it all ready, and then I'll turn it on after I've done the dishes and they're ready. And uh, decided today I've got two frozen pancakes that just they're just perfect in the microwave. I've got some honey and butter for that. And I've got two uncooked eggs. Uh, you know, I haven't used the propane stove this trip. I mean, clearing a lot of stuff away to get access to it, but that's what I should do. So after the dishes, I could cook up two fried eggs. I think I'll do that to go with the pancakes. And, uh, I do have a toaster, but <laughs> toaster oven if I want toast. Yeah, not sure about that. It takes up more space, too. Anyway, that's sort of what happens. You do things sort of slowly, and uh, today, of course, I'm leaving. I'm not in any rush, but um, I don't want to get caught in late afternoon traffic too much. 
So uh, if I left here at 2, my departing, you know, that's when you have to be out by. Um, that would really get me into the mess of 401 traffic heading east. So I should leave. <laughs> Noonish. You know, before one would be better. That's what I'll probably do. So, that's all I got now. Not much. Just, uh, good to get away. Good to relax. Certainly good to have this road trek to uh, make camp life so easy. And, uh, certainly nice to have, uh, uh, surfaced electric sites. Although, with the generator, I can have the features as I need them. You know, run the generator to run the microwave. <laughs> Everything just shut it off, but uh, no, I prefer the electric. Scarborough Dude, signing off. Uh, I think I'll spend part of the morning. Sitting in my chair reading, I'm reading, I'm enjoying both books, the, uh, the Miller, the new Miller biography. Um, a lot of, it's well done for what I've read so far, but just getting to know the man better, it is, it, what was behind his thinking, his influences. And then the other Asimov book, the, uh, <laughs> uh, Forward the Foundation, so the, the sort of the last book, but the beginning of that whole psychohistory story. Scarborough Dude, signing off, bye for now. Check, check. It's me back again now. Stayed in bed till, gosh, 9, 9.30. It was just so nice. It, you know, the windows open, you get, it's just cool, and it was cool. I know I say it every time, it's got to be such mundane listening, but it feels so damn good lying in the back of that road track. Um... Anyway, I'm out now. I've made a uh, made my pot of coffee, poured the remains into a hot thermos, the one Nelko got me from Japan. It is piping hot and strong enough, and uh, that's all good. I uh, had a nice bowl of cereal with milk and yogurt. I sort of pre-mix. I always mix about four different cereals together in a big container and bring that. With some yogurt. Forgot a banana this trip. Banana's always a great thing to have in your morning cereal. But, uh, that's, you know, the little things. Oh, yeah, okay, next time bring a banana. Um, uh, the trucks are moving on. I think a lot of people around this time head off to the beach for the day. Because there's really not much to do in this campsite. This is where you sleep, you park, you build your fire. And it's a shame the beaches are outside the park. You've got to exit, get back onto the road, and then uh, get down. But I'm going to do that on the way out. And uh, But uh, what I'll do is I'm going to cook myself a couple of fried eggs and a couple of pancakes. Pancakes, just the frozen ones in the microwave, but they'll do. And uh, that's, that'll, be, that'll be my lunch. 
everything has gone down very well. Uh, last night, I forgot to mention, I took a tumble, my first fall, and it was a, a very stupid and avoidable one. Sitting in the chair by the fire, and um, I always have my poker, you know, within reach. And I had it sort of wedged on the seat here, and so it was sticking out. And, of course, in the dark, I didn't see it. And I stepped up, and I guess I had forward momentum, and I just couldn't stop myself. And it just it just simply tripped me. It was like, you know, the old trick. Somebody puts their leg out, and you go flying. That's what happened. And uh, I, it was a real spill. Like, it scared me. First, I thought, holy fuck, how bad is this going to be? Um, but fortunately, it was into the dirt and not onto the hard, <laughs> glowing hot iron grill. Ugh. But it was it was scary in that. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. There's your first fall, because this is a thing I'm determined not to do when camping. That's uh, sort of the biggest uh, the biggest caution. Hey. Be very careful. I plan my my every time I get out of my seat. I think, okay, now what? Am, where am I going? What am I bringing? It's always back to the side door of the van, where I still take my shoes off. I'm so glad I made that decision to take this. These I kick off these uh, Crocs is what I'm wearing. I kick them off and then step in, and then I noticed I, the new carpet I bought that I mentioned a couple of podcasts ago. It's ridged, and it's if you're in bare feet, it's not a comfortable thing to stand on at all. And of course the ridges pick up, you know, any little bits of dirt. It's hard to sweep out. So I don't know if it was the best decision, but uh, I'm sticking with it for now. Uh, but anyway, I've got slippers. So now my slippers, they were they were right in the front handy anyway. So when I'm washing the dishes, which I did this morning, or preparing a meal, yeah, I just put the slippers on. And that's kind of nice too. Um, yeah, I f- filled the sink Got some warm water and soap, and, uh, and and instead of doing the dishes bit by bit, you know, as as I'm doing them, this is just one go. All right, all the dishes are done. Now I'll put them away, and then um, gradually, gradually put the coffee maker away, and step by step, you know, pack up till it's just all I need to do. You know, is unplug. That's the last thing you do. I got to take the awning down. Put the firewood back in the van. <coughs> Excuse me. It, it's just... <coughs> I move the mic away when I do that. I hope you appreciate that. Um, if it's just There's just a simplicity to this. Hey, you're here. What are you going to do? You got to sleep? You got to eat? Got to take a dump once in a while? Got to take a piss? Got to have a drink? You know, read. Maybe you're going to talk to your friends. Maybe write, send Bruce a couple of emails. Yeah. But, you know, everything is here with you in that in that one motor vehicle. It's wonderful. All right. Don't know why I have to tell you that, but there I've done it. And uh, I guess I'll finish the rest of this off either uh, on Lake Erie or back in Scarborough. Signing off. Bye for now.